Well, good, good morning, everyone, to our memorial service this morning. We are so blessed to be able to be here, to be able to share fellowship with each other. And I thought we'd start by reading from Isaiah 35, and we'll read from verse 6 onwards, or verse 5 onwards. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the, in, in the habitation of dragons, where each lay, shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those. The wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. And as we read about this wonderful time that is to come, let's open our, open our mouths and sing praise to the God who, can, who will be able to bring us there. As we turn to hymn 94 to open, Immortal, invisible, God-only wise, in light inaccessible, hid from our eyes. Hymn 94.
We'll take two readings from our scriptures this morning. The first being Genesis 15 and 16. And I'll ask our brother David Wisniewski to come and read that for us. Reading together from Genesis 15 and 16. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in mine house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees, to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle-dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, an horror of dark, great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and shall afflict, they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, and the Cadmonites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Rephaims, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children, and she had in handmaid an Egyptian whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, 
after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she conceived, her mistress was, was despised in her eyes. And Sarai said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and thee. And Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence comest thou? And whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself unto her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And she called the name of the Lord, called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Wherefore the well was called Beer Lahiroi, and behold, it is between Kadesh and Barad. And Hagar begat Abram a son, and Abram called his son's name, which Hagar bare, Ishmael. And Abram was fourscore and six years old when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abram. Our second reading will be from Matthew chapter 10. I'll ask Brother Mike Bell to come and read that for us. Matthew chapter 10, reading from the New King James Version. And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Lebius, whose surname is Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. 
Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and stay there till you go out. And when you go out into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment for that city. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up into the councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, flee to another, for assuredly I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher, and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how, be, how much more will they call those of his household? Therefore do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, and hidden that will not be known. Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will? But the hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are more valuable than sparrows. Therefore, whoever confess me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. 
He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward, and he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Thank you, brethren, for those readings. I'll ask our brother Jeff Adams come forward and give us the announcements for today and the coming week. Morning, brothers and sisters. These are our plans for today and the coming week, God willing. Presiding this morning is our brother Davey Morgan with the words of exhortation to be given by brother Ken Sterling. Our pianist is Sister Naima Newth, on to serve our brethren Ben Cousins, Nate Newth, and Roy Stiles. Second collection is for the Midwest Bible School. Sunday school setup is brethren Bob Checa, Terry Bell, and Glenn Stark. And Sunday school presider is brother Stan Nemi. We do not have any afternoon activity for today, and the hall cleaning will be the responsibility of team number four. That's Mark, Jan, Mike, Abby, Simon, Hannah, and Belinda. Uh, The memorial service this morning is convened on the basis of the Birmingham Amended Statement of Faith, and all who fellowship exclusively on this basis are invited to participate in the partaking of the emblems. Visiting with this morning, we have in person our brother Paul and sister Aaron Sparacino from the Dallas-Fort Worth Ecclesia. On Zoom from Livonia, we have brother Gordon Anderson, brother John Stiles, sister Hazel Stiles, brother Dave and sister Brenda Jackson, sister Callie Reed, brother Ken Moss, sister Jackie Morgan, brother John Sovey, and Brother Glenn Stark. And we warmly welcome all of our brethren and sisters to meet with us around the table of our Lord this morning. For the sick, uh, Brother Gordon Anderson continues his recovery at home, and others of our brethren and sisters are continuing their struggle with physical ailments and emotional challenges, and please remember them throughout the week in your thoughts, prayers, and acts of kindness. As a reminder, the inner circle of the wine trays is grape juice for those who need it, and there are crackers there for those who are gluten-free. The new version of the program booklet is now available on the Google Drive, and that'll be in the, the link is going to be in the announcements email that Brother Paul will send out. If you need a hard copy, please see me. I do have a few of those, or I can print up some more if you want a hard copy of the booklet. For the week's activities, Tuesday, the Genesis Seminar has been postponed until further notice because they don't have any visitors currently signed up. Wednesday class at 7.30, the subject is going to be Romans chapter 14. Class leader will be Brother Mark Stiles. And also a note that the Wednesday night accompanist schedule has been emailed to everyone, and I've also posted a copy on the bulletin board at the back of the hall if you want to check it there as well. Friday, uh, the family night is scheduled for 6.30 p.m. here at the hall. Uh, Saturday is a senior CYC. Check your emails for uh, additional information for that. We have the following brethren and sisters on to serve for next Sunday. To preside, Brother Nathan Stark, Word of Exhortation, Brother Roy Stiles, Pianist is Brother Davey Morgan. On the door, Brother Paul Stiles. Second collection will be for hall improvement, and the Sunday school presider will be Brother Joshua Stiles, and there is no afternoon activity currently scheduled. Do we have any other announcements that need to be made at this time? Okay, thanks.
If you'll all rise, let's open our, our meeting with prayer. Our awesome, loving Heavenly Father, we come before you so thankful for another opportunity to come together, to sing words of praise to you, to read from your word, and to be exhorted and encouraged on our journey toward your kingdom. Father, we do pray for your son's soon return, your son who we remember this morning through the bread and the wine, and also the actions and the service that he did. Please be with us as we do this. Help us to examine ourselves, to realize that we do fall short, but you do offer us forgiveness for our sins if we are repentant and change our ways. Please forgive us, we do pray, Father, and give us strength to hold fast to you toward that end. We ask a blessing on this meeting now as we continue through this service. We ask a blessing on our brother Ken as he gives us the words of encouragement this morning. We ask that we might listen carefully so that we gain more encouragement in, on our journey toward that kingdom. Father, please be with each of us in this room this, this day and others around the world, throughout the world, who have, are doing the same thing as well. And please give us strength to be with you to the end that we might be in that kingdom with you for eternity when you send your son to this earth soon. We do pray it may even be this day. We do ask a blessing on all that gets done this day. And we ask this prayer now through your Son, Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let's open our mouths again in, in praise to our Heavenly Father through the words of Hymn 199. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see our God. The secret of the Lord is theirs. Their heart is Christ's abode. Hymn 199. We are always in need of encouragement, and it is our brother Ken's duty this morning to 
present to us some words of exhortation and encouragement on our journey towards God's kingdom. Our brother again. Good morning, brothers and sisters, and those that are learning the truth. We thank God for the opportunity we have to be here, to meet around the table, remembering our Lord and Savior. But Yahweh wanted us to learn Christ's example. He wanted us to come about and follow his way and not that of the world. You've heard all this before, but I think it's good to remind ourselves about it, that how we can learn to be perfect in Yahweh. Well, we know we can ourselves. It takes us to come to Christ, being baptized first, with him and then following God's way which is not easy because we all fall short each day most of us and but we got to make that effort trying not to do it and if we do fall and stray we need to ask God's forgiveness for that's the only way that we can come to be part of his kingdom. I'm going to be looking at chapter 5 through 7. And these three chapters are commonly known as Sermon on the Mount. You are my friends. If ye do whatsoever I command you. We need to sincerely strive, be familiar, obey, and love Yahweh. That sometimes can be very hard because we don't feel worthy. But in spite of that, he's made a way that we can. From the beginning of life, Yahweh had a plan to save those that would follow him. In Genesis 3.14, And the Lord said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. I will put enemy between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. When corruption increased on the earth, he had Noah and his sons to build an ark. In Genesis 6.6, 6, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on earth, and, had, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the air. For he regretted 
me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. All the way through here, it is not a matter of what the law says, but what man has done to the law by the phrase. Some of us may have heard that it had been said that if thou that it if thou thought the law said thus but I'm telling you this we shouldn't be listening we need to make sure that it's the right word that we're following in Deuteronomy 6.12, Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, and serve him, and shalt swear by his name. In 14, Deuteronomy, Ye shall not go after other gods, or gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the faith of the earth. It's not just a question of performing an oath. It is a question of performing it unto the Lord. All our oaths are unto Yahweh. The very point that Jesus is making is this. When a man swore in the name of Yahweh, it wasn't simply that he was performing that oath before Yahweh, but on behalf of Yahweh. Like then we go through baptism, we need to have faith, hope, and knowledge. Therefore, to break one's oath, either by intent or by chance, is to deny the existence of Yahweh. A very serious matter. We know that it is true because when you look at the positive side of it, that, that's when Yahweh swore by himself. He always swore regarding eternal matters. For example, when God swore in the promises made to Abraham, Paul says, because he could swear by no greater he swore by himself that by two immutable things we might have a strong consolation who have fled the refuge to take hold of the hope set before us. They were one, his promise, and two, his existence. In Hebrews 6.18, so that by two unchangeable things it, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we have had fled for refuge, might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. Hebrews 3.12, take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. In Matthew 5, 1, and seeing the multitude, 
he went, in seeing the multi, he went up unto a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, and this is what we need to be following. In Matthew 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The poor in spirit are those who fully realize the true destitute status of perishing mortal man compared to the glorious and eternal things. Man is the dust of the earth, vapor, and breath. We need help from God. Blessed are they that mourn, for the they shall be comforted. Those that mourn in the right way for the right things, for other sorrow, for the burden of this world, those that face the facts of life. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. To be gentle, mild, patient, calm, and not aggressive. Meek people are self-controlled with the help of Yahweh. We are to walk in this world, not being a part of it. And that's a big a big statement in that if we let the world come in our lives, it's so easy for the tendency to stray from the truth. In 5.6 it says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. The blessing of the kingdom is for them that put aside the things of this world. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. We tend to be critical of others when we are compassionate to ourselves. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they shall see God. The word is full of his hypocrisy. Christ and the word is the standard we need in our hearts. In 5.9 we have, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Christ is perfect self-sacrifice made by the blood of the cross, reconciling, uniting Jews and Gentiles into one new man in himself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed is the man that endurance temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. In 5.11 it says, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all matter of evil against you falsely for my sake. Men hate the light which exposes their misdeeds. They will tolerate you only so long 
as you leave them alone. Rejoice and exceedingly be glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Salt and light. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under foot of man. Salt is a preserving agent, arresting the natural tendencies to corruption. Christ's people are called to his duty. They are to be the salt of the earth. Let them take heed to fulfill their high calling. People we hear often sorrowfully complaining the world is waxing worse and worse. But we need to be out sharing the word of truth with them to the best of our capability. In Matthew 14, 514, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light candles and put them under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We are to tell others what Christ has done, pouring others unto Yahweh. Christ came to fulfill the law of Matthew 5.17 through 5.20. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill for verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or tittle shall in no wise pass through the law, till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least of the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no class enter into the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 5:21 through 26, it talks about anger. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old times, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of, count of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, 
shall be in danger for hell fire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gifts to the altar and their remembrance and remembrance that thy brother has a lot against thee, leave there the gift before the altar and go thy way, first to be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer the gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art in the way with him. Thee to the lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uppermost farthing. 527 through 30 talks about lust. And we know about lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. How that it's, that's what can get us in so much trouble. Uh, it's not easy to overcome, and we all do fail in that matter. But we need to work on it each day and give give our hearts to Yahweh, whereby he will share his love through his son to us. In 533 through 37, we have uh, the oath. Again, we have heard that it has been said by them of old time, thou shalt not forswear thyself for for thou shalt perform unto the Lord thine oath. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither be in heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is a footstool, thereby neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shall thou swear by thy thy head, because thou canst make one hair white or black. But let your communication be, yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatever is more than these cometh of evil. Retaliation is in Matthew 5:38 through 42. Love your enemies. Ye have heard that it has been said that thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemies. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which desperately use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children of the Father which is in heaven for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them that loved you, what reward have you? 
Do not even the publicans do the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. These are matters that we need to be thinking on a daily basis. Starting out with prayer and reading the word, putting it in our hearts, and taking time to study the word. Focusing on God, the, our Lord and Savior. Given to the needy. In Matthew 6, 1 through 3, we have, we come to the Lord's Prayer, actually through 6, 5 through 6, 13. And this shows us how that we should be praying, how that we should uh, thank God for Yahweh, for who he is, and thank Christ for what he did for us, his willingness to give up his life. And we need to be remembering others in their needs and not so heavily on ourselves. We all go through something. We all suffer something. And you're going to probably suffer more for look what Christ had to go through. And after this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forget us our debts as we forget our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In 6, 16 through 18, it's lay up treasures in heaven. Do not be anxious in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than remnant? Behold, the fowl of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet heaven, your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his statue? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought to tomorrow, for the, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. 
in uh, judging others in Matthew 7, 1 through 6. Um, and in 7, 7 through 11, ask and it will, give, will be given. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall the Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? In 7.12, we have the, the golden rule. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophet. A tree and its fruit. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are revealing wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes or thorn or figs of thistle? I never knew you, Matthew. I never knew you in Matthew 7, 21, 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of the Father which is in heaven. Build your house on the rock, in Matthew 7:24. Therefore, whosoever beareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him a wise man which built his house upon a rock. It goes on talking about building on the sand and all that, but we want to build on the rock. The authority of, of Jesus in Matthew 7, 28. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. We need to try to follow the, these examples of Jesus, even as being sinners that we are. We must change our lives and our hearts towards Yahweh in true love. Loving Christ, loving our brothers and sisters, and helping them as we are able. We need to be reading and studying daily through and through multitude of prayers. Each Sunday we come to remember our Lord and Savior through the bread and the wine. That represents his life, his death, and his resurrection. And this is where we need to start and then grow from there. Thank you.
Thanks very much for your words of exhortation this morning, Brother Ken, and it certainly is a fantastic reminder of the things we need to be doing each and every day and of the time coming when we will all be able to do this together with a God and our Lord Jesus Christ in the kingdom. Before we partake of the emblems, let's raise our voices through the words of hymn 385. Hymn 385, Thou hast loved us and hast washed us from our sins in thine own blood. Thou wilt make us kings and priests unto God our Father. Hymn 385. As we turn to the bread and the wine now and to partake of this, let's read from Matthew chapter 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and brake it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. I'll ask our brother Nate Nuth to come forward and give us the prayer for the bread. Our most glorious God in heaven, our God that is all around us, we praise you now, for you are good, you are just, your ways are pure, and they were demonstrated in the life of your Son, our Lord Jesus, as we remember him now through the bread, and the bread that was broken, to demonstrate his body that was broken, that he was a living sacrifice, he lived your ways, which means that he gave up so much in his life, he didn't have his own family, he didn't have a great career. He didn't have the comforts and the sleep and the food that he would want. He gave these things up for you and for others, for your glory. 
So, Father, thank you for this example in your Son, and help us to follow after him in recognizing that, indeed, in a living sacrifice, we have to make sacrifices. Give up things that instinctive we want and we desire, so that, like your Son, we can honor you and to live your ways and to help each other towards walking towards your kingdom, to live in righteousness. So we thank you and praise you and ask for your help that we might take this understanding forward and to live it in our lives, to live your ways. So we praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer for the wine will be given by Brother Stan. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy great and holy name. 
Lord, we pray that you will still our minds and quiet our hearts as we partake in these emblems. We ask that you would draw each one of us into ever closer fellowship with yourself. Thanks be to you for your indescribable gift. Lord, you are our strength and our shield. Our hearts have trusted in you and we received your help. We are happy and give thanks to you now. We are thankful for your son who gave himself to redeem us from wickedness. We know the blood of Christ who through the spirit offered himself unblemished to you to cleanse our souls from behaviors that led to death so that we may serve you, the living God. Lord, we know through your mercy, if you are pleased with us, you will bring us into the land sworn to our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We know that as Christ has been offered once to bear our sins, he will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin for those who eagerly await him. For this reason, help us be ready. In Jesus' name, amen.
It's now time for the collection. Uh, in the red bag is for the general fund, and the gray bag is for the Midwest Bible School. Thanks to all who have participated in this morning's service, and a particular thanks for our brother Ken for his words of exhortation this morning. And what a, what a wonderful walk through the Sermon on the Mount we did have, with the reminder that we need to be perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. But that's not something that we can do on our own. And so God provides us with so many different examples of things that we need to do in our lives. And some of these are what we would call the Beatitudes, just from the beginning of Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 to 10, and many other things. But just, I thought, let's just quickly summarize Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 to 10. The blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so if we do these things, and we strive to be perfect, and have God on our side, then ours can be the kingdom of heaven. And so we'll close our meeting this morning with the reminder that Sunday School starts approximately 30 minutes afterwards through the words of hymn 310, followed by a word of prayer through our brother Matt Jackson. But hymn 310, Who are these like stars appearing, these before God's throne who stand? Each a golden crown is wearing, who are all this glorious band? Hymn 310.
Great God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and our God and our Father in heaven, we approach before you in prayer at this time to thank you for the opportunity that you've given us this day to come together to remember the promised seed of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all families of the earth have been blessed by being made available to them the great provision of forgiveness. We thank you for the opportunity to reflect and remember the teachings of our Lord. We pray that as we go forward in this new week, that you would help us to be of a broken and contrite spirit, realizing that in us dwells no good thing apart from you. Help us, we pray, to suppress the pride of life and to be humble and to hunger and thirst for your ways and to seek them out in your word. We pray, Father, that you would help us to be pure in heart, to have a singleness of purpose and service as we go forward in this new week, using your Son's example as our guide. We pray that you would help us in our relationships with each other to be peacemakers, to work with one another, and to love one another even as your Son has loved us. And we pray that you would help us to share our hope and to let our light shine as we come into contact with others to impart the wonderful hope that you have revealed to us in your word. We ask, Father, that you would comfort those who are lonely and struggling with the adversities of this life. We pray that you would heal those who are suffering with the infirmities of our mortality. We ask that you would please be with those who are traveling this day, especially our young people coming back from the winter gathering. And we ask, Father, that you would Continue to allow us to meet in this manner. We pray for those who rule, and we thank you that we have the freedoms that we do in this country. But we look forward to that time when the kingdom of men will be overthrown and the kingdom, your kingdom, will be established and your son will reign and this earth will be filled with your glory. We thank you so much for this wonderful hope that we have. And we pray that you would go with us and hear us now as we offer our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.